Welcome to episode 283 of the Parkrun Adventures podcast. I am Ollie Spake and I am joining again from Dharawal country. And my name is Melissa Ellis and I'm coming to you from Wurundjeri country. How are you doing, Ollie? We had a big weekend this weekend. Are you recovered? <laughs> I think I'm, I'm stumbling over the starting line, Mel. I am a bit tired. I imagine you might be too. It was a big weekend, a very, very good weekend, but a big weekend. And needless to say, uh, I have had plenty of naps. In fact, I, I fell asleep in so many places on Sunday <laughs> afternoon. Um, <laughs> so a bit useless, but back into the swing of it. Very good. That's good. What about you? Uh, just, yeah, a little bit more sleep is required yet. Hopefully I can catch up in time for next weekend. Ah. Oh. The things we do for this parkrun thing. I know. And look, Mel, it's, um, I mean, it was a fantastic combo on the pod last week. We've got another big content rich pod coming up. So again, we'll, we'll do our best for our energy levels and our listeners to, to keep it relatively short. But needless to say, we've got to recap after a bit of, a bit of a fun time at the weekend. Parkrun day just gone, but we do have another exciting interview coming up and roving reports and informant later on. We do. We do. We're going to listen to E-Man a little bit later on. Yes. But um, I guess uh, we should probably elaborate on Parkrun Day because I saw you. You were there. I was. <laughs> on Saturday, I travelled up to Picton Parkrun to meet up with many fellow adventurers for a big celebration, and we were both there as we mentioned last week, to join Sam Schroeder in her triple celebration as well as Picton's fourth birthday. Picton Parkrun is held on Durrawall Country. Joining us were Sam and Luke Schroeder, Michael Schultz, Brendan Peel and Jodie Maisie, Ingrid Bothar, Beck Bailey, Michael Gentle and, of course, Team Spake with Hannah and James, Zali, Ava and Galen, which was an official frond of 15. However, by the end of the morning, housemate Lance and Roberta Winters had also joined the ranks, with Paddy Shimo donning the orange vest as the turnaround marshal. A little light drizzle before the briefing didn't dampen the spirits of the 69 participants on this very green out-and-back course that hugs the Stone Quarry Creek on a flattish concrete path. The event starts and finishes at the Picton Bowling Club and was only a little muddy navigating from the car park to the briefing point. The drizzle had cleared by the time we set off and I was very happy with my time considering my recent lack of running, wandering back out afterwards to find all the cool kids walking <laughs> with Tailwalker Sam. After the event, we enjoyed a barbecue in the adjacent botanical gardens, which was generously supplied by Sam and expertly cooked by Luke. There was lots and lots of happy park faffing amongst adventurers and new friends with a moving speech and a little announcement to finish off the perfect morning. Yeah, it was um, a morning of many things. And I hope you enjoyed it and I hope the girls enjoyed it, Ollie. The girls, uh, look, I was quite surprised uh, because I have not taken my daughters, all three of them, to a park run before, so I didn't know what to e expect there, Mel. Um <laughs> And slightly ominous, I think, as you said about the weather. Added to that was, I mean, it's a relatively short drive from home. We had a stop along the way to collect Hannah and James. But as we pulled up, Zali was um, not looking her best. 
We, mm. we thought we were going to have, have our first casualty at that point with a bit of car sickness, but miraculously she recovered and um, I think that clearing weather certainly helped. But I'll tell you what really helped were, um, well, two of the best fellow park runners and, and probably the best tail walker we could have wished for on the day as we did our very best to keep her out on course as long as we could so she could enjoy her milestone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, w- I was particularly pleased with Zali sticking through and uh, before the 2K mark she decided that she was busting for the toilet and um, both Zali and Ava had their gumboots off before the turnaround point as well. A little bit of barefoot walking. That's right. And and that was probably just as well because you should have seen the blisters on Ava's feet. Oh, dear. Barefoot and gumboots is not a good idea. So there we are. The first fine of the day goes to Dad for not double-checking that the kids put their socks on under their gumboots. <laughs> um, <laughs> nonetheless, they were stoked. I'm still getting uh, my face rubbed in the fact by Ava that she beat me by not just a small margin, she beat me by a mile. Hannah and James had a great time. Hannah's no longer working Saturdays and is just over the moon to have her park run day back. And as you say, a pretty spectacular celebration afterwards to boot. So yeah, what a, what a nice morning. And we did give Sam a special job to make the announcement, Ollie. We have mentioned it on the socials and Sam announced it on the day, but would you like to formalise it for the listeners that may not be across what we announced? I'd be delighted to. Do you remember? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know how she said it. Uh, I'd like to do it in song, but it's occurred to me that I don't have the voice or the singing talent to do it, so let's just make it simple. We're going west, everyone. For Palm 2023, we are heading west. Not really a big surprise for regular listeners. <laughs> no, no, that's right. And and look, I, I should be clear because we have had a few directional conversations before. We don't just mean west of Meltown. <laughs> we mean Western Australia. And uh, we dropped a few chestnuts along the way that might have hinted that there was a growing support to go and spend a bit of parkrun adventure time with our friends and our parkrun adventure family over in the west that um, – have been locked away from us, as uh, as our poet pointed out recently. Yeah, and not only that, Ollie, the last five palms have all been up and down the eastern seaboard. More or less. A long way away from everybody in the West to travel over to. So all the eastern states have had, they've had the opportunity to get to palms, more so than our friends over in WA. So it's time we took the party to them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and look, Mel, I don't want to argue with you on the the technicality of South Australia, but (laughs) it's certainly been a long way, a long way from WA. And look, we have to acknowledge it's a long way from some of our family in New Zealand as well. So um, yeah, we look We'd have many palms if we could. That's true, Ollie, but it's also... So let's keep doing this, yeah. It's also the first port of call from anybody that might want to come from the UK. Or South Africa. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> so no date has been set. Party planning has commenced. Uh, excitement is in, uh, well, about third gear by now, and we look forward to sharing more news as it comes to hand. I know that there is a little bit of flight credit burning in people's pockets for those that are fortunate enough to have that, and for many of us, uh, we've got a bit of planning to do. 
So, um, yeah, stay tuned, everyone. In other news, though, Ollie, there was some news coming out of Singapore in this last week. Yes, hooray. Hooray, Singapore are returning. And from their blog, it said, we are excited to see restrictions have eased further in Singapore, allowing Park Run to reopen across the country. We can confirm that West Coast Park, East Coast Park and Bishan Park Run events will be able to reopen from Saturday the 7th of May 2022. We will look to reopen Bedok Reservoir Park Run at a later date once park works have been completed. So great news and congratulations to Singapore. Ah, isn't that wonderful how Singaporean Park Run family can get their sweat back on. <laughs> and in other news, we had some notable milestones that we feel worth giving a shout out to before we get to Dazzers this week. Uh, our very own Tracy in a tutu celebrated her 250th volley. Yes. Congratulations, Tracy. That's tremendous. Uh, what a contribution and thank you for all of your support. I believe she was at Chermside. Is that correct? Ooh. Quick, quick, have a look in Dazzers. I was volley. just looking at it. I was just looking <laughs> at it too. How could I forget that? Correct. But also over in New Zealand, there was Jeff McMillan from Pegasus who also achieved his V250, thus making him the first in New Zealand for such an achievement. He has a V index of eight in over 15 different roles. So also well done, Jeff. That's brilliant. Thank you also, Jeff, for all of your support. Mm. What a set of milestones. I look forward to emulating that one day. And we should also mention... A fines update, Ollie. We introduced this last week. I am prepared to track ours during the editing process, uh, but I think our listeners will have to have an honesty system because I can't take on any more jobs and I don't need any more spreadsheets. No, no, no more jobs for Mel. <laughs> but I think our very own uh, newest employee, Sam, may have to get a fine for being in Facebook jail. <laughs> which doesn't really help with the social media posting. <laughs> Can I say it again? One job. <laughs> We're very no. glad that Sam is now back out of Facebook jail. Uh, and also Michael Charlton, special mention to Michael, double demerit points for you for going to a launch. <laughs> Checking these things did cause me to realise that the events in the Consolidated Club report are actually ordered highest to lowest according to event number. I've never realised that before, even though for the last however many weeks I've been poring <laughs> over the report wondering what on earth order they use to post them because all the UK is mixed in with Australia and South Africa and there didn't seem to be any order to it. And I've just figured out being that the launch was down at the bottom because it was an event one. Yeah. The penny dropped. Bit of a forest for the trees kind of situation. Yeah. But we had some suggestions for other finds, Ollie. Yes. Yes. So thank you, Karen Hamilton, for um, adding to our money spinner here, uh, <laughs> suggesting a fine for capitalising parkrun in Dazzers. We'll have to enlist the help of the listeners too, or the readers, if it's in Dazzers, mm, to yes. point these out to us just in case we miss them. That's right. And and autocorrect is not a defence. Abby's <laughs> um, mum wants every time – oh, who wrote this? Abby's <laughs> mum wants every time Ollie mentions Shell Harbour or when Mel says Meltown. Mm, okay. Yep, that's relatively even, except I'm pretty sure I will be, uh, I'll be more guilty there. Uh, and Chris Fraser – wants the reverse parkrun flag fine raised to five bucks. Wow. 
That's really a bee in his bonnet, isn't it? Yes. But I do have to put some money in the jar this week, Ollie. Well, really from last week for my mispronunciation of a couple of parkrun events, unbeknownst to me, silent W's and silent H's <laughs> for Musselbrook and Walker. And apologies to those two parkruns for the mispronunciation. There you go. Oh, look, uh, we introduced this at the right week. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how I managed to escape a fine for, for mispronunciations of a park run, but it's a novel <laughs> idea, learning through penalisation. The night is young. Maybe it works. <laughs> yes. Yes. But, Ollie, it's time now. Let's listen to me having a chat with E-Man. Today, I am very pleased to welcome to the pod our friend, South Toowoomba RD and Boston marathoner, Eman Vergara. Eman, we have been dying to chat to you all about your big adventure. Thank you for coming on to share your stories with us. Great to be here, Mel, and thanks very much for the invitation. Now, I have to be honest and say that I have so many questions and I really don't know where <laughs> to start. So I'm going to let you set the pace by giving you the opportunity to choose which one we go with first, International Park Run or Iconic Marathon? Well, I think we could start off with the International Park Run, given that was uh, one of the first things I did um, in the lead up to to the big event. So yeah, a couple of weeks ago, um, was very fortunate to have experienced participating in the Jamaica Pond Park Run. That's one of the two park runs held in Boston. It's quite a picturesque course. You essentially run around a pond. Um, you do that two times um, and you do a bit of a slight incline finish, but um, it was a pretty pretty fun morning. Quite interesting, obviously, coming from Queensland, you know, park run starts at seven in the morning, um, whereas in North America, their park run started at nine. So it was actually quite rare for me to have a sleep in <laughs> on the Saturday morning, which was quite fun. Because you wouldn't have been going out doing crazy long distances before park run in this occasion. No, that's right. Yeah. So I arrived in Boston about a week before the event. And so it was really just a taper week and um, just doing a lot of easy runs. It's quite interesting that the marathon itself is held on a Monday, which is Patriots Day. So doing the park run on the Saturday meant that I still had a couple of days you know, just to make sure that I was well rested. But it was such a fantastic experience actually seeing the amount of diversity from the park run communities, um, especially from the UK. When I arrived about half an hour before the start, I just saw dozens and dozens of park runners wearing their apricot park run shirts and they all had you know their home park run written on the shirt so it was quite interesting just um, having a quick chat to a few of them most of them were from the UK um, and I even found a pretty rare sighting someone was wearing the blue 500 milestone t-shirt and she was obviously being um, swamped with other people taking photos of her so <laughs> I had to make sure I, I could get a selfie with her as well it was quite special given it's such a rare achievement in Australia at the moment. So I know there's a few parkrun adventurers that are close, you know, within one or two years, but just seeing that, you know, distinct blue shirt with the 500 at the back, you know, it's such a, a special thing to see in, in the actual parkrun course. And how did you choose Jamaica Pond over the second Boston parkrun? Yeah, well, I think I just looked at the 5K parkrunner app. I looked at where I was staying, looked at the two events and just found that Jamaica Pond was closer to where I was staying. 
the good thing was I actually had some family come and support me, my brother and my two cousins. And that's one of the awesome things I was able to do was to introduce them to the world of Park Run. It was their first time experiencing the event. And I was just so shocked at how they actually wanted to run a park run with me. I was actually expecting me to just do it by myself and then for them to sleep in, given they're the ones that have been partying um, <laughs> during the week. They, they've been, um, you know, watching the baseball, watching the NBA, and I'm here just, you know, having early nights. So it was actually pretty interesting to to have them come and, and join me and actually see for themselves, you know, why park run is so attractive to so many people. And so, yeah, it was just a, a case of looking at the closest park run. But certainly the next time I'm in town, I'll definitely check out the other one. And this was your first international park run, I believe? Yes, that's right. Yeah, obviously pre-COVID, I actually had organised a bunch of friends from South Toowoomba to you know do a park run adventure to Singapore. But clearly COVID sort of you know stopped that. But it's good to be back and just getting to experience you know what it's like, how the event is run in a different country. I would say, as you know, the number of conversations you've had with other international park runners, a lot of it is is different, but a lot of it is is the same. You know, you've got the briefing or the welcome at the start. Um, you've got the the flags. I mean, the vests of the volunteers are a different color. They were green as oh. opposed to orange in Australia, but the RD vest uh, was the same. You know, very friendly marshals. Um, you know, obviously the same barcodes being scanned and um, yeah, the typical email that you get later that morning. And how did your cousins and brother find it? Have they gone back? Did they go back this week? Well, I think they they want to. Um, my brother's still in California, so but he has told me that um, when he's back in New South Wales, because he lives in Central Coast, he'll definitely attend and bring his family to his local one, which is actually Woi Woi. Oh. So I'm very proud of the fact that now I've now introduced every single one of my immediate family to Park Run. My parents, my other uh, brother, my younger brother, he does Rhodes Park Run, and so it's it's just a great feeling to have introduced my family to something that's so wholesome and is is positive to their health and and also being part of the local community. As for my two cousins, their closest one is Bixby in California. So the next time I'm going to visit them, I'm definitely going to make sure that I do a park run over there um, with them. Excellent. I was just going to say this must go to the top of your park run experiences if we were to rank such things. Absolutely. Just actually, you know, adventuring into a different country and experiencing how it's run and actually meeting people from different parts of the world that share the positivity of Park Run. It was, it was definitely a, you know, a happy morning. And to top it all off, um, had breakfast at a nearby diner, which was nice. Ah, to get the iconic experience in the diner. Yeah. That's right. So it was, it was certainly an American you know, experience in the lead up to the big event. Okay, so let's turn our attention to the lead event, a Boston marathoner, E-Man. I mean, I've seen some of the interviews you've already done, but what was it like being there on the start line? Yeah, Mel, it was honestly a dream come true. Um, you know, Boston Marathon is the world's you know oldest and most prestigious marathon event out there. What makes it so special is you know um, participants have to qualify depending on their age and um, gender. So it's not impossible to qualify, but it, 
takes a lot of dedication and, and work and just being there and just soaking up the atmosphere was was pretty special. Um, you know, this year we had about 25,000 runners start and what was more special was the fact that they had 9,500 volunteers to actually make the event possible and most importantly, about half a million spectators lined the streets of Boston to actually cheer on the crowds and I was pretty glad that I've had, you know, my older brother and my cousins um, fly in to, to be my support crew. But the actual event itself was, was fantastic. Just being able to run, you know, the course and having a PB was, um, you know, a great bonus for me. So what was involved in getting there? I mean, 13 years is a long time to be dedicated to the cause. Over that time, obviously, you've had to train regularly, but what does that look like? Yeah, so, I mean, my first marathon was all the way back in 2008, and back then, I just wanted to finish a marathon. I, you know, remember quite vividly doing everything that you shouldn't be doing, training for a marathon, as in not training enough, not having the right nutrition. So, I did my first one in over four hours, 16 minutes, but just wanted to tick it off. But since then, I really just wanted to get a bit better progressively. And that's about the same time as when I came across the Boston Marathon and reading up on on the actual event and how special it would be to participate. I certainly knew back then that, you know, I was way off, you know, being able to qualify, but it took a number of years. And I think what helped for me was joining my local running club to give me the opportunity to have a consistent training program. And just repeat for everybody what your time was for Boston. <laughs> yeah, it was um pretty special PB, two hours, 54 minutes and 19 seconds, you know, which uh, it was absolutely an amazing time for me and everything just went according to plan. I stuck to my pace, um, just made sure that I didn't get too excited in the first half because once the rolling hills started, you know, a lot of the people who got, that ran a bit faster than what they should have really paid for it. And so, you know, past at least 100 people just walking up um, the rolling hills. So I was glad that I was able to contain my excitement in the first hour of running and um, stick to my race plan. So you wouldn't have had many opportunities in the past to run with that many people of that class of amateur running. So that must have been a very new experience. Yeah, absolutely. I've never experienced anything like it. So the pace that I was doing was uh, four minutes and six seconds per kilometer. And throughout the whole um, 42 kilometers, I'd look ahead, I'd look to my left and to my right, and I would be running with hundreds of people. And even in the distance, I could see at least a thousand people. You know, to put into perspective, I didn't even finish in the top 2,000 runners. So it really brings out the world's you know, best and fastest amateur marathoners. And so you know, looking at the, the faces um, of the other runners before the start, during the event, and as we finished, you can definitely tell that everyone's put in years of hard work, A, to qualify and, and to actually be able to run the marathon to the best of their ability. Um, we should talk about your running club. You do proudly wear the Toowoomba Road Runners Club shirt at Park Run. You wore it for the marathon too, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I think the best thing that's, that's happened to me in terms of my training was you know, joining my local running club. And I'd encourage anyone, you know, just Google your nearest running club because it 
allows you to have a regimented or a you know training program with other people. And for me, I'm quite a social runner. Um, I enjoy having a chat and and talking to others when I'm training. Most of my running is you know relatively easy. You know, zone two heart rate running. And so that gave me the opportunity to actually build up a pretty big base, which went on for a number of years to be able to get to the speed and endurance that I've achieved today. But I'd also, you know, credit a lot of my, I guess, performance to the regularity of park run. You know, I, I do utilize park run as a sort of a speed session, given it's a short 5K event. And so park run and being involved with my local running club, um, I would credit as very helpful in my training. There must have been a very excited community on the night following you at Boston. Did they have parties? Yeah, I think um, I was so surprised at the fact that, you know, a number of people stayed up late, including yourself, Mel. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very appreciative of you tracking me because the race didn't start until midnight, you know, Australian time. And so uh, I was just really blown away by the amount of texts, messages, you know, and and the support that I received after I finished shot. I'd have to, again, you know, thank um, all the parkrun adventurers, all the parkrunners that gave me so much well wishes leading up to the event. It really made it a happy experience for me. I was definitely thinking about all the positive messages as I was running through the course. And I think one of the highlights in the event was with five kilometers to go, one of the event teams at Boston, they actually planted a park run flag. Mm. And so when I saw that, knowing that I only had five kilometers to go, I only had a park run to go, it really took my mind off the fatigue that I was experiencing at the time. And so it was really just a countdown of, you know, I've got less than a park run to go. I've got, you know, two kilometers to go, one kilometer to go. And so that that was an amazing, um, you know, thing to see is, you know, and it, it contributes to general atmosphere of the supporters out there in the course. So do you have an automatic entry into next year? Will you be entering again? And if not, is there another challenge on the horizon? Yeah, well, the thing about Boston Marathon is every year they actually have to recut and um, reset the qualifying times. It really depends on supply and demand. If there's a lot more demand to do the event, you know, they really have to make sure that there's only about 30,000 participants across all the age groups to qualify. So I'm hopeful that you know, my qualifying, the time that I did this year is enough for next year because I had to qualify with under a three-hour time. And you know, for this year, I qualified using last year's Brisbane Marathon. So we'll see how we go. Um, in terms of potentially doing it again next year, I'll, you know, I'll definitely consider it once I see the, um, you know, the new qualifying times. But fingers crossed, uh, I can do it. But if that doesn't work out, you know, there's plenty of other international marathons out there that I can do. There's this thing called the Big Six Marathons, which, um, you know, the biggest events in the world. And I'd probably have my eyes set on Berlin next year if that was, um, you know, possible. And it's also going to give me an opportunity to do a a park run over in Germany. (laughs) That sounds good to me. So what about on the local front park run wise? Have you got challenges that you want to work on traveling and touring? I know you're very fortunate with your work that you can travel and park run. Yeah, I think it's it's a great um, situation to be able to have, you know, a role where I can travel. I think at this stage, I'd like to be able to continue meeting up with 
other parkrun adventures. So I've got Adelaide in my sights next. Hopefully I can meet up with Janet and, and check out Lockheel Parkrun. In terms of other local races, um, I'd like to give back to the running community. So I'm planning to be pace runner for next month's Brisbane Marathon, as well as uh, the pace runner for uh, the Gold Coast Marathon. So just in the same way that I was able to get you know, my PB by you know, sticking to a pace uh, group, I'd like to give the same experience to other runners. And I think in August, I'll probably get back into some serious racing with you know, Sydney City to Surf, which is an iconic event. And I'd, I'd like to you know, give that a good go and, and celebrate with uh, other parkrun adventurers um, that, that are planning to go there. We're very excited that you're on board with the parkrun adventurers for that event. I can't wait for it. It's going to be a lot of fun. And yes, we're discussing uh, parkrun events for this set day as well. So hopefully we'll have a decision on that soon. Excellent. Now that sounds good. I'm looking forward to wherever we conduct a frond. Yes. Well, Eman, sadly, we have run out of time. Thanks for the chat. Say hi to Christine and Juno, and we look forward to seeing you at City to Surf, if not at a park run again soon. It's been awesome chatting to you, Mel. And again, thank you so much to all the parkrun adventurers that have given me the support. And um, I look forward to seeing you guys out there in a future park run. Thank you, Mel. And E-Man, great to hear from E-Man. Thank you for bringing that to us, Mel. Um, a fabulous contributor to the parkrun world and a Boston marathoner. Yes, we did have a little bit of technical glitches in the middle of that interview, but uh, we overcame it, Ollie, and all's well that ends well. Very much so. Well done, Mel. And uh, if I didn't say it before, well done, E-Man. Hmm. Oh, but um, Mel, in my tiredness... <laughs> I forgot another feature of the weekend that it would be remiss of me not to recap on, um, and the mention of the marathon kind of triggered that. Just want to congratulate a few of, you know, maybe selfishly, uh, the local Shell Harbour Park runners. That's a fine. That's a fine. Um, and the extended Park Run family, uh, because we. Um, w- one of the reasons I I am a, ru- uh, a little bit tired is uh, it was a recovery half marathon for me yesterday today being Monday, yesterday was Sunday, and it was the Run Shell Harbour event. Surely that's not technically a fine. Yeah. Um, but um, Mel. Yes. Paddy Shimo. Yes. He's a marathoner too. <gasps> Paddy. Yes. So well done to Paddy. He clocked up marathon number one of many to come, we're sure, in the blazing sunshine, and we have thanks to Karen Hamilton for bringing us the fine, fine weather. Never a rainy run day when Karen's on the line with you. <laughs> but uh, Patty held out um, through that uh, unseasonably warm weather uh, to finish the marathon. Um, and he wasn't the only one, so Karen's partner, Ralph. Congratulations to Ralph on a blistering time as well. And to so many others, it was lovely seeing the parkrun community, to be perfectly honest, more than I see at Shell Harbour Parkrun these days. There's another, another dollar one. in the jar. Um, wow, and, this is uh, going to be expensive for you. <laughs> it is. Um, Sam, our milestoner from Picton, down there for a half marathon, clocking up a first half. Luke's first 10, part of the Windang clan. Lance almost smashed the hour and a half mark for a half marathon. We had many, many others. Uh, Roberta stuck around after Picton and joined us, Michael as well. So, um, yeah, thank you, everyone. And um, 
think I'm ready for another nap. A double celebration weekend. Yes. So, uh, yeah, lots of running, lots of running. But um, let's uh, take a break, Mel, because we've got mail. You've got mail. We do, Ollie. Who have we got first up? Um, We've got the ideas man, Mel. Bruce. Bruce has gotten in touch. And he has said, hey, I was planning to suggest the islands of New Zealand and all states and territories of Australia as a club in the 5K app. I seem to remember that Tim Oberg was the first to achieve that, but was it ever agreed that it should be known as the Oberg Club? Then I noticed this while stalking. And Bruce has sent us a screenshot of Tim Oberg's Parkrun app profile showing he is on 99 locations. Cow Club pending. We'll have to keep our eye on that one. That's right. I wonder if we can get Tim to post in Dazzers when he gets his cow. That'd be a coup. Yes, (laughs) a cow coup. And then we could give him the Obi. Yes, yes, that's (laughs) right. And name a club after him. (laughs) I I don't know. Can we do that? Uh, Can we agree with Bruce? Yeah, we do. Yeah, Yeah, let's put it forward. Yeah. Yep. Yes, spread the word. Yeah. But we also heard this week from Johan, Ollie, because there was a f- special event in South Africa. They had yes. they had recently changed their annual extra event from Christmas Day to their Freedom Day. Johan said, hi, Mel and Ollie. Today we were able to have our first park run on our new special event day, Freedom Day, and I was fortunate to spend time in Hartenborst Village Park Run. We are not called the Rainbow Nation without reason, so it was a very colourful event, as you can see from the two pics below. This is me and Ita. Oh, see, here's where I'm tripped up, Ollie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was so concentrating on worrying about event names. I didn't think of people names. Ah. Ita. Let's just go with Ita. This is me and Ita, the volunteer coordinator. And as you can see, we gave each other a run for the money in the colourful department. But I was really blown away by how important the volunteering aspect of Parkrun is at this event, with 38 volunteers on the day and a roster filled weeks in advance. Wow. I also met Niels and Estelle Rath, with Niels being only one of two people worldwide that has not missed a single not park run since its inception. Today, they were the timekeepers at the event. And what would this be without some audio as well? Have a great weekend and happy park running. We are so lucky to have another one in just three days' time. Best wishes, Johan. That's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that with us, Johan. And 38 volunteers. That's amazing. It is amazing. And, yes, Johan did send us some audio that we'll hear a little bit later on. We look forward to that on our roving reports coming up. But, Mel, I suppose it's time for Dazzers. It is, Ollie. This week, Dazzers said it's International Honesty Day and Dazza honestly loves seeing you all each weekend. The truth is he likes Saturdays more than any other day of the week. Come on in and tell us the truth. Did you have fun at Parkrun today? And first up was Maria Tams, who had uh, a bit of tourism and uh, I guess we might call them a celebrity. She said, best Parkrun yet or close to, met Parkrun founder Paul Sinton Hewitt while running Bushy Parkrun UK. He actually hardly runs it anymore, so I was very lucky. And uh, we got the photo. 
We did. How lucky was Maria to nab a selfie with PSH himself? We also heard from Renee Jackson, who had the most likes this week with her post. In the spirit of honesty, I was questioning my life choices as my stupid o'clock alarm went off this morning after playing footy last night. Totes worth it with a visit to the lovely Benalla Botanic Gardens Park Run. Great course, an excellent toasty and coffee post run with very lovely locals. And we had a photo of Renee in the selfie frame at Benalla. Yep, good decision. And we heard from Tim Robbins. Uh, with a bit of an anniversary. Morning, Dazza. Ian and Skeletor, that's me, celebrated Gin and Dara's 10th birthday today. So a slice of cake, please. And uh, we did see said photo with Ian and Skeletor in the selfie frame. Happy birthday, Gin and Dara. And M. Nico was celebrating at home this week. Today was the Emancipation Park Run for my middle child. Always a momentous occasion when your child turns 11 in the parkrun world. No more working out who's going to run with him. Two down, one to go. And we had a lovely photo there of M and the family. Nice, nice. And from the adventurer catch-up itself, Mel, Paddy Shimo. Hi, Dazza. A couple of firsts today. My first role of volunteerism and I brought my daughter and her dog for their very first park run slash bark run ever. We visited Picton Park Run, of course, to celebrate Sam's 100s as well as Picton's fourth birthday. Those milestones aside, I've got to say I really love Picton's Park Run. It's alongside a babbling brook through their botanical garden and run by top-notch people. In the spirit of honesty, Dazza, I should add that I walked leisurely to the turning point as I was a marshal, but I lost my way. (laughs) Such a ridiculous thing, given that I've run the course before. Anyway, a call to the RD set me right, and I picked up the pace to ensure I was ready for the head of the pack. All's well that ends well. And he still backed up for a marathon, even with bonus Ks. And he posted his Strava map showing the bonus distance. Yes. This week's milestone goes to Leah Skye. Family activity today. Nathan's first time, not as an under 10, so was proud to complete it by himself. He also got his 25th volunteer and his 25th park run. I was RD and daughter and husband ran together. Well done, Leah. Yeah. And from South Africa, Peter LaRue. Great walk with my 18-month-old daughter in her papoose at my Nendi, Bapsfontein Hotel Park Run. The ED said we might not be the biggest park run, but we try to be the friendliest. And they were. And we had a photo there of Peter and his companion in the backpack there. And we heard from Tony Everington who said, Hi, Dazza, I completed my own knotty, very early park run, if that's what you can call it, at Redland Bay. It did free me up to volunteer today, handing tokens to an awesome bunch of runners. And Tony sent a very lovely photo, almost pre-light shot, over the bay. A bit of tourism by a certain two-wheeled personality. Steve Spike. Hi, Dazza. Happy Parkrun Day. Ventured north into another state, a former home state. I thought it was time that Ollie and other adventurers from his state received a clue. Today, we went to a parkrun in a location I once called home. This was my 23rd time at this location on the fourth iteration of the course. 
still green, still pretty. I got very wet mid-run, but enjoyable as always. Have a great run, walk, jog, volunteer, all. Mm. Yeah, that, that one got my attention. Thank you, Steve Spike. Joining us in New South Wales this week he was. Yes, so close, perhaps. Have you figured it out at home? Mm. More clues. But coming to us from the UK this week, Graham Wilkinson. Hi, Dazza. I had an early start to drive to Bower Park to run my first five-lap park run around the rugby pitches there. Proof you can start a park run anywhere if you have the will and the team. Very friendly people in Aspatria. Aspatria? Aspatria. <laughs> Unfortunately, couldn't hang around for a chat afterwards or a bacon roll and latte. So if you could sort me out, please, I'm starving. Oh, and look, thank you, everyone, for joining us in Dazza's. Um, I have to say, Mel, there were a lot of likes this week and a lot to like. So uh, honesty was clearly the... Um, was the nice touch. But going back to Tony, I forgot to mention, he capitalised his park run. So that's a fine. That's $1 in the in the jar for you, Tony. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we have to be honest. Yes. Um, Mel, I've found an envelope and it's actually on my desk this week. Oh, okay. All righty. Well, would you like to open the envelope? I would love to. I would love to. didn't tear it this week the obi goes to maria um so congratulations maria i i think that's well and truly because maria yeah, had a bit of tourism a bit of celebrity and managed to get a great photo of said celebrity. So uh, thank you for sharing and we hope you enjoyed your visit to Bushy. And shout out to PSH if he's listening. Yes, yes, that's right. Yes. <laughs> Great. Another fun field day at Dazz's. And also you may have noticed in the last couple of weeks, Sam's been sharing albums of the photos from Dazz's in a midweek post mm. for everybody to enjoy just if you hadn't caught those photos. So. It seems to be popular. Yes, yeah. But, Ollie, now time to move on and have a listen to our roving reports this week and the informant. G'day, Park Run Adventurers. I've got a Park Run podcast roving report light today. I'm just going to have a quick couple of words to Bruce Willis. No, not that Bruce Willis, our Bruce Willis here at Bunyaville. He's our event director. How are you going today, Bruce? Very well, thanks, Linda. It's been a great day and it's been uh, really good to uh, be able to recommence our park run after a couple of months' hiatus. Yeah, so we've been on a hiatus here after the flooding event that happened in Brisbane. Um, I, could you just give me as a bit of an idea of the, the process that you've been through to get back up and running? Well, because uh, our event takes place uh, through through. A number of jurisdictions, there were a couple of different local authorities whom we had to contact to uh, establish repairs and um, get the course up and going again. Yeah, and that took time, obviously, and some of those authorities were obviously doing other work in the community as well. Oh, Queensland Parks and Wildlife were, were really great. They were very responsive to start with and they made no promises initially but um, came through very quickly and got repairs done as quickly as they could. Similarly, Moreton Bay Regional Council 
had a lot of other stuff that they had to deal with, but they came on board and did some massive repairs to uh, the track work and uh, enabled us to get going again. Excellent. And there was a working bee here as well. Um, tell us about that. Who got involved there? Queensland Parks and Wildlife put us in, uh, uh, connected us with the local trail care uh, alliance and the trail care alliance look after uh, a lot of the bike tracks in the area and their coordinator came down, helped supply gear and equipment uh, for a small working bee, as well as supplying his knowledge on how to properly rebuild one of the tracks. You know, two-hour working bee with half a dozen people, we got a new track built. That's fantastic. That sounds like you had all the support from all the people that you've needed. It's just taken a little bit of time, and I imagine that's been lots of phone calls and emails from yourself and the other run directors here as well. Yeah, I've been contacting people, but a lot of credit goes to various other people within the park run community who've also contacted authorities um, and helped petition and help encourage them and convince them that the, the park run is a key part of the community and it's a time for the community to uh, get together and, and, yeah, become a community. Yeah. Thank you so much, Bruce, for all the work that you've done. All of us that run here at Bunyaville love it. I talk about it every opportunity that I can. <laughs> um, and it's just so nice to be back. So um, is there anything else that you would like the listeners of the podcast to know about Bunyaville or about what it's been like to be on pause? Being on pause, it's been great to get to other park runs, see how other park runs do things, pick up tips and tricks from, from them. But it's always great to come home and people are always welcome to come and uh, enjoy the track and enjoy the nature that we uh, get to experience every week. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot here now. I know you're a runner. You're a very avid tourister as well, Bruce. Can you give me a top three park runs, not including our home here at Bunyaville? Uh, no, no, I can't. <laughs> it's, uh, different park runs have, have different traits that are, uh, are good and they're all, all individual and really what makes a park run is, is not the run itself, it's the people who, who uh, run the event and the uh, participants. Well said, Bruce. Thank you very much and thank you also for your good grace in that bad Bruce Willis joke. I'm sure it's not the first time you've heard that joke. <laughs> all good, Linda. Thanks very much. Thanks, Bruce. Hello Parkrun Adventures, it's Pippa here and I'm on a beach in Wales and my Parkrun today, I'm here with uh, Louise, um, who's run director today. Barada Parkrunners! <laughs> uh, Louise Dwi, I'm Louise and Croeso i Parkrun Havan Pacheli. Um, Pokran um, Havan Pacheli, sorry, <laughs> make a mess of that. Aren't I? No, no, that's brilliant, that's absolutely fantastic. Um, and briefly, tell us about your Parkrun, I have loved it this morning. Well, it's a tough one, um, beautifully brutal, I suppose, is the best way to describe it. It starts on the beach um, at Havan Pacheli and we run out to Aberaic Sands and back on the beach. It was high tide this morning with a little bit of mist over the mountains, so we're not able to see. Um, Withver and um, all the Aruri uh, mountains in their full glory uh, and everybody's come back moaning at the finish but it is beautiful um, yeah it was tough on the it's always tough on the sand the sand shifts sometimes it can be soft sometimes it can be hard but the sun was shining and there was no headwind so I think they've got off quite lightly this morning <laughs> it was brilliant no there was no wind there was no rain it wasn't too hot it was perfect thank you very much it's been lovely to have my park run here um thank Chris, you are you welcome to your <laughs>
Good morning, goeiemorgen, doemelang, malweni, parkrun adventurers. It's Johan checking in from the coastal resort town of Hartenbos in the Western Cape province of South Africa. I'm thrilled to be in the garden route at long last and I'm visiting Hartenbosch village parkrun. I will also be barcode scanning afterwards. Now today is a very special day as we have an official parkrun on a Wednesday. And that means also two parkruns in one week. Three years ago, uh, a decision was taken that South Africa will change its special event day from Christmas and uh, to hold it on Freedom Day, the 27th of April. Freedom Day is the commemoration of the first democratic elections held in South Africa on 27 April 1994. That's 28 years ago. These were the first post-apartheid national elections to be held in South Africa, where anybody could vote um, regardless of their race. But I think for us as parkrunners, what makes today even more special is that it will be the first time that we are actually able to have our parkrun on our special day since the change. Two years ago, when the first event was to happen, we were not even allowed to leave our houses, except for emergencies. Now, I don't have to remind you why that was. Thankfully, now we are free to get together again as a community and do what we love, and that's having fun at Parkrun. So, the volunteer team at Hartenbosch Village Parkrun have decided that the theme for today's Parkrun should be fun, funky, fabulous and free. Free to be different, free to have fun and free to Parkrun again with the request to dress up in your funkiest gear. Well, it's time for me to join the volunteer briefing before the run and I hope to catch up with some of the volunteers and runners after the event. From what I can see, the team has indeed brought out their boldest outfits. I'm here with two very special people, and that is Niels and Estelle Rath. Now, apart from being very avid parkrunners, they are also well known in the not parkrun circles. Uh, Niels being one of, I think, two people worldwide that hasn't missed a single parkrun since its inception, putting him on uh, 680 odd not parkruns. So I just wanted to hear from Niels. So what makes you do that? every single day i do it with my lovely wife estelle and she uh, motivates me to keep on going uh, once we hit the 365 we decided to go on and uh, we said okay next uh, milestone will be 500 so when 500 came and gone we uh, decided to go on Unfortunately, sad. she had a spill and she could not uh, maintain the clean record as, as I did. I, she motivated me to go on and do it daily. So Estelle, uh, you are his motivation for keeping going. But um, do you enjoy walking that much every day? Yes, we do. We retired and we started walking, you know, with the COVID first around the house. And then um, it is, uh, you know, it makes us feel very healthy. Yeah. yeah. Well, congratulations and keep up the the good work. We hope to keep you on the on the first position of not parkrun for a little bit longer. Thanks very much. Right. Thank you. Thank you.
Adventurers, I'm here with Roland Dix. He's the event director of Hartenbos Village Parkrun. And um, I wanted to just check in with um, him about the new venue. Um, today is event number 18 at Hartenbos Village. Roland, um, from what I understand, Hartenbos Village is not, whilst it's your, uh, only your 18th event here, it's not the 18th event in this area. You've had several other courses around the same area. That's correct. Uh, we originally started down by the sea in Hartenbos, where we had a little uh, like a little uh, track around the uh, sea, around the caravan parks and that, and then the people started complaining. They said we uh, uh, disturbing them when they're sleeping and on the, when they're on holidays and that. And then we moved up to Kleinkalak, that's just uh, outside of town, uh, just uh, outside of Hartenbos, and there we were for about four years. And a very nice venue, running through like a, like a, a grape uh, grape farm and a little small little section by like a uh, by a little mountain and then uh, TV, the owner of the farm he got sick he uh, picked up cancer and then his wife uh, asked us to look for another venue because we're disturbing his peace and everything uh, being so sick and he could uh, rock the rest uh, early in the mornings and then we went over to uh, Nikwa Bosch and we were there for just over a year, then COVID started, but also with Otaniqua Bosch, uh, the people, the, the owners of the place, they started building and they started complaining. I said the homeowners, they said that we're tramping their grass, uh, killing the grass and making the animals wild and stuff like that. And then Milani spoke to us for, from Artenbos Village. And they said, but why, she's got this lovely place up here, we can use the quad bike track and everything. Why don't we come here? So I said, no, sure. No, we gave it a go and we're using a quad bike track, but now they're busy with a fire break, uh, which they have to do around their property. It's actually five stands for Hartenbos Village, which are incorporated into one. And now they're making a fire break around the perimeter of the, of the place. And that perimeter should be finished by the 25th of May. Then we will be using the perimeter on the fire break for our park run instead of the, uh, the quad bike route and that. And that's how we ended up in Hartenbos Village. Okay, and from what I understand, that will also make the route a little bit easier to run because you won't be having to run through the muddy bits that the uh, quad bikes are causing. That's correct. So we're going to be completely away from the quad bike, all those ruts and everything, except next to the river. There we will still run a small little section where the quad bikes also use, but they don't churn up the mud so much as what they do on, on their course because they want mud and we, we don't want that all that mud in that. But now just with the fire break, they're just busy cleaning up and taking out little stumps and that's so we, uh, don't like, uh, we're not going to fall but the big stumps we'll just paint white and make it much easier okay. so how are the attendants at Hartenbos village are you happy with that Yes, we're very, very happy. We started off for the first two, uh, a few couple of times that we were here. We started with about uh, just under 100. And we picked up to just about uh, 200, uh, about two weeks ago, just over 200. And today, being on a holiday and that, we didn't expect to be so many people. We were about 140 people today. So we're very chuffed with all the attendants coming up and they're speaking up very, very nicely. Yeah, so yeah, thank you very much for having me here at Hartenbos Village on uh, Freedom Day, the first uh, special event day since we changed from Christmas. Uh, I really enjoyed it and all the best for Hartenbos Village. Oh, thanks very much. It was a pleasure hosting you today and it was a pleasure meeting you as well. I enjoyed it. I hope you come again. Thank you very much. Adventures. I'm here with Ita Janse van Rensburg, somewhat of a parkrun legend in South Africa. Um, Ita today has done her 280th volunteer instance and uh, I think what makes that a little bit 
different is that Ita has never done a physical park run. So um, I wanted to speak to Ita and just find out what she loves so much about volunteering um, and and how the process at Hartenbos Village goes every week. Ita, it's so nice to be here at Hartenbos Village. I've been trying to get here in your previous iteration, so I'm so glad that I finally made it and experienced the Hartenbos Village and uh, Hartenbos area hospitality. Johan, you're also a legend in your own right. So for me, it was just a very big thing to when you said that you are coming today. And at long last, we could meet. Thank you so much. I'm not sure about the legend bit, but anyways. Ita, um, one thing that I noticed is that you have an incredibly large roster. Today we had 38 volunteers. That must be quite a feat to get the roster full every week. Yes, it is not easy, but um, we are wonderful people, yeah. And I think that it's maybe also uh, we have quite uh, a few pensioners. And you know, uh, people feel, um, many people when they, they, they retire, um, they feel that they don't really um, contribute so much anymore. And then they come to Parkrun and they volunteer and it makes them feel valued again. So um, it is not easy, but with the wonderful people like we have, it is possible. That's absolutely amazing. I, I really appreciate the fact that people feel valued by volunteering. It really underscores the value of volunteering at, at Parkrun events. And and um, Parkrun Adventurers, I must tell you, if you go look at the um, future roster for this event, it is fully booked almost for two, three, four weeks in advance. It's uh, absolutely amazing. I am so thrilled to be here and speaking with Ita today and I wish you all of the best for the future Hartenbos Village Park Runs. Thank you, Johan, and all of the best for you and all your adventures as well. Well, it was an absolutely fun Freedom Day and special park run event. Today we had 151 participants at Hartenbos Village and it was a lovely surprise to also meet some other park run tourists whom I've not crossed paths with before. The Bumper Volunteer Team worked together like a well-oiled machine under the watchful eye of Run Director Gerry Bester and Ita, whose trademark whoop whoop could be heard quite frequently. The smiling faces and the freedom to today celebrate this special public holiday with hardly any restrictions really gives us hope that tomorrow will indeed be a brighter day. And we have another parkrun day in just three days. So until next time, mooi loop and happy parkrunning. This is the informant. These are unofficial stats. They are only current at the time they are collected and may differ from the stats you read elsewhere. There were 445 runs held down under, which is up 7 on last week, and another post-COVID record beating 438 from last week. 408 of these were in Australia, and 37 in New Zealand. This was out of 1,721 worldwide. Aussie New Zealand attendance is down by more than 9,000 to 38,186. 
207,000 ran worldwide. There were two launches, one at Kinderbein Sport and Rec in New South Wales and one in the United States. Down under we had 4,512 PBs, while 1,591 people participated for the first time. 98 juniors reached their junior 10 milestone, 161 people reached their 50 milestone, 103 reached their 100 milestone, and 30 people reached their 250 milestone. 24 people called bingo. Joanna Jensen was quickest with 188 runs, while George Papadimus was slowest on 322 runs. There were three new states people. Debbie Collins in the Northern Territory, while Trevor Carpenter and Robin Wishworth bagged South Australia. In the top 20 most Aussie New Zealand events, absolutely nothing much happened. All I can see is Melissa Ellis making a debut at equal 20th. Overall on the biggest movers list, Ian Crawford moved up nine rankings to 240. 267 people lifted their Wilson Index this week. This week's biggest mover is Joanne Dan, who moves up 15 to 38. And Julie Reynolds moves up 10 for an index of 20 and an entry into the top 10 Victorians. In the Adventure Challenges, Lynette Pritchard scored her cow club and Wendy Pike scored the peel club. Enough excitement for one day. If you want to see these stats in full, you can find them at theinformant.me. That's www.theinformant.me or look for The Informant on Facebook. This has been The Informant and my spreadsheet is bigger than yours. And thank you to our roving reporters this week, uh, Lyndall at Bunyaville, Pippa at, uh, oh, I should have paid attention to that pronunciation. The Welsh Park Run. The Welsh Park Run. I'm sorry, Pippa, and I'm sorry, Louise. And Johan, um, actually, no, pause there because I, I neglected to mention um, Lyndall obviously speaking with the ED at Bunyaville, Bruce Willis, Pippa catching up with Louise, the RD, and Johan at, was it, Hart and Boss with the, uh, the wonderful day there. And our informant. Yes. Back to a very... A very beige and very plain report this week. Mm. Did you see the bulldog's footy scarf hanging on the back of the door in the tea room? You think that's maybe why the informant's been off his game a little bit? Well, I don't know. Is he distracted? Mm. But moving along, would you like to hear the yes. club report this week, Ollie? Yes, <laughs> absolutely, yes. <laughs> well... Of a total of 178 members, 149 took part on the 30th of April at 91 different locations. There was a drop in locations this week from the previous two weeks, probably because there was a big portion of us all at the same event. <laughs> just imagine if we'd just gotten one more member to sign up beforehand, we could have hit 150. Yeah. Oh, oh well. well. Next week, we're inching closer to that 210. It looks very achievable. Mm. And it's not even halfway through the year yet. That's right. We can raise our expectations. <laughs> step by step. But in the UK, we had 15 events, which were Pontefract, Lloyd Croydon, Hilly Fields, Delamere, Newent Forest of Dean, 
Cheadle Hume, Crew, Pocket, That Welsh One, Tetbury Goods Shed, Urchester Country, Church Mead, Bower Park, Bartley Park and Marine Parade. In South Africa, there were three events, George, Bapsfontein Hotel and the venue. In the USA, there were two, Roosevelt Island, D.C. and Joe Creason. Locally, there were adventures at 20 events in Victoria, 18 events in Queensland, 14 events in New South Wales, 6 events in South Australia, 6 events in Western Australia, 2 events in the ACT, 1 event in Tassie, 1 event in Northern Territory, two events in New Zealand's North Island and one event in New Zealand's South Island. Now, Ollie, this was the first weekend that all of the New Zealand events were back since the 14th of August in 2021. Happy days. Welcome back, everyone. So, referring to Bruce's comment about the islands of New Zealand and all the states and territories of Australia as a single club, I thought... Mm -hmm. Because our cousins across the Dutch are so close, I will now include them as locals. Yeah. Welcome to the family. Hope they don't mind. <laughs> they don't get a choice. You don't <laughs> pick your family, Mel. I have the power. Yep. Yeah. So that was the Consolidated Club report. And, and quite a balance between uh, Victoria, Queensland and New South Wales in particular. Yeah, Victoria was down this week. You must have all gone into state, hey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, no, there were, wasn't I the only Victorian that – oh, no, me and Steve. There were more, yeah. I believe a certain oh. other pair of Victorians showed up too. Oh, of course, Brendan and Jody. whoops. Yes, some great representation again. I think, once again, the largest number of adventurers out there completing a park run and, of course, all of the unmentioned ones volunteering as well. So thanks, everyone, and thanks to – Everyone that's jumped onto the Consolidated Club Report post and shared a bit of the volunteering joy and love as well. Oh, I should also say, mm, yes, Christine Imbert just mm. snuck into the report. I actually amended it to include her in the results because she ventured over to South Africa for the Freedom Day, I believe, to take advantage of that. I think she said she has family over there, but the results weren't uploaded in time for her to make the official Parkrun Consolidated Club report, but because she let us know in the post, I updated the results so that it was included. So thank you, Christine, and uh, sounds like some good adventuring. What have we got to look forward to, Ollie? What is coming up next week? I have not decided yet where I will be on Saturday. Ooh, mystery. Um, yes. Yes, I oh, can't let you know all the secrets every week. Should we but, put a poll up and everyone can decide for you, Mel? Oh, oh yeah. No. <laughs> okay. I know that Paul's going to head to Frankston. Okay, yep. He's closing in. Yeah, he's picking him up. He's picked up two events in the last two weeks to peg back his uh, statesmanship, so he's doing well. Well done, Paul. What about yourself, Ollie? Where are you going to be? I'm keeping my dollar in my pocket, but I'm going to be somewhere quite predictable, doing something quite predictable and having a predictable amount of fun, hopefully without rain this time. But after all the excitement, I don't know if we even mentioned it was Picton's fourth birthday. I think you did. But, um, yeah, 
I'll be donning the jacket that the uh, the wonderful Peter did at Picton last week at my home event and thoroughly looking forward to it on one of the busiest weekends of the year, which is, of course, Mother's Day, together with my daughter and mother's birthday and my wedding anniversary. So uh, oh, wow. I'm going to be overflowing with joy and parkrun as a Big part of that, of course. Is that all on Sunday? Uh, no, no, Sunday and, and, and around then, yes. Okay. But uh, we're also looking forward to some other events. As we mentioned before, Singapore is coming back, so welcome back, Singapore. And what's this? A 10th anniversary. Indeed, Lower Hut in New Zealand. And thank you to Alison for, as always, giving us all the tips so that we don't miss these momentous occasions. But, yes, Lower Hutt is celebrating their 10th anniversary, which also means it's the 10th anniversary of Parkrun in New Zealand. Wow. That's fantastic. Happy anniversary, New Zealand. Yes. Have fun. Have cake. Enjoy. Yes. Yeah, we <laughs> want to hear all about it. We do. Yes. Let's get some some more New Zealanders posting in Dazzers. Yeah, we'll, we'll take photos, we'll take reports, we'll take Dazzers posts and uh, anything else. Oh, that's probably about it. You're getting more and more cryptic. This is this fine system's just making you cryptic. It's turning you into <laughs> Steve's bike. Yeah, it's all those Steve's bike posts. Yep, that's, that's right. Thanks for the inspiration. Yeah. My two-wheeled friend. Well... I wish you a very happy Mother's Day with your family, Ollie, with your dear wife. And, uh, yes, I hope that Cathy has a very happy Mother's Day and Galen. Thank you. And I wish you a happy Mother's Day also, Mel, with your family. Thank you. But as always, you can contact us via Facebook or our email, which is parkrunadventurers at gmail.com. But, Ollie, that's it for another week. We'll see you all next week for more adventures. This is Ava. Today I did parkrun with my dad. I even got to have donuts. Bye everybody. Stay safe.